Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hey, it's your boy, Sly, also known as Sylvester. Welcome to Keeping the Kingdom. We are back, and I got a guest with me today. Hey, none other than Miss Sydney Lewis. Hey. Yo, Sydney, thank you for um, taking time out of your day of to come and hang with us here on set. Um, here at Keeping the Kingdom, it's not just a saying, it is a lifestyle and so I'm excited to have an opportunity to just talk about um, some things that God has done in and through your life. Yep. Um, through, through FCA, we might throw that in there. Um, oh, it's always in there. <laughs> it's always in there, right? Um, but I just love to, to have an opportunity to share with the viewers and listeners um, just what God has done in and through um, your life, through just the kingdom connections um, that we have, but also um, let's hear a little bit about your story. Um, yeah. You know, I know a little <laughs> bit about your story, and I think that it would bless those that are going to be watching and listening to this. Of course. Um, but but let's start with this. So, who is Sydney Lewis? Um, where are you from? Where'd you go to school? Where are you at now? And then let's kind of just add in there. Mm-hmm how you came to faith right and so um and then i may jump in there a little bit and pull some things out but let's <laughs> let's just let's wrap let's go okay i've never been asked who's sydney lewis before so uh but that's me um born in dallas raised in mansfield um went to lake ridge high school grew up in all the little mansfield schools connecting all down the street from each other um i currently go to ut austin Hook 'em horns. Hook 'em. Hey, let's go. Yo, did they play today? <laughs> they did play together. Hey, stop playing with them. Hey, Texas is here. Cool part. I, I didn't tell you. I think I told you this. I I not interrupted. My my cousin's there. Oh no. He's not so he so he'll play I think he's a red shirt this year. I think that's what I determined, right? So he's gonna play he'll probably he'll play next year, but hey, I don't, it don't matter. He's still on a winning team. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hook 'em, baby. That's Texas cool. for life. Yeah, I gotta I gotta not hook y'all. I'm not gonna hook y'all up. I'm gonna introduce y'all. Okay. But ain't gonna be no dating. No, I'm just playing. All right. I'm sorry. That's a <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. All right. Here we go. Yeah. Um. So, intro to faith. I feel like I was kind of born into it. Um. I don't even know where to start. I guess. Um. In first grade, really, my parents divorced. So. My dad's Catholic, my mom's Christian. So we're already on two different spectrums, two different wavelengths. Faith journeys. Yes, two yes, different yes, faith for journeys. sure. But they both grew up in religious households. Like, my grandma's on each side, go to church every Sunday. My grandma on my dad's side, part of the choir. My grandma on my mom's side, on the dance team, still go to church every Sunday. So that was like always, faith was always a thing. So so shout out to the, to the generational yes, faith that was sewn into yeah and you're a product of that right yeah. like just hey man grandmothers i know we got a lot of young grandmothers out there and we still got some you know some some um older grandmothers we won't say old but hey there is a place and a part for you 
So don't think that you're too old to sow seeds that will, as you will hear later in, in her, uh, where she's at in her faith journey, there are, there, there is value in seeds being sown yes. regardless of your age. Right. And so thank you to the grandmas. What, what, what's their names? Give them a shout out. Let's give them a shout out. I'll go Grandma Wanda and Mimi. Grandma Wanda and Mimi. We thank you for being intentional by making intentional. Um, I would like to say seeing eye to eye. Intentional investments lead to intentional influence. And then that intentional influence leads to intentional impact. Yes. Definitely has a part to play. Come on. Let's go. Um, so obviously then my parents grew up in religious households. I know my mom would go to church every, every day, um, Sunday school, this, that, and the third. She was always there. So I definitely, I know she didn't want that (laughs) for me, like being at church every Sunday, this, that, and the third. But, um, but growing up in two separate households, I'd always sometimes go to a Christian church, sometimes go to a Catholic church, but just growing up and continuing like, we, yes, we weren't a very every Sunday kind of thing, but we would go occasionally Easter Sunday, Christmas, holidays, such and such. Um, but as I grew up, I definitely gravitated more towards the Christian church because I understood it. I found community there. Um, obviously, when you grow up and learn with people your age, I feel like that's easier to understand, to comprehend, to learn about the Lord. And the Catholic setting just wasn't my vibe. I would get headaches when they would do the, like, incense in front of, like, um, the church or whatever. And I was just like, eh, I'm just not feeling it. It's just not my thing. Um, so I would go to church more with my mom than anything. And she would always, there were always foundations, like, laid. Like, she would, um, she'd have her, what are they called? Um, sorry, it's falling on my ear. <laughs> no worries. Um, so she'd always do her own thing and kind of like reinforce that into us, like our beliefs, our faith. We weren't always at church every Sunday or like we didn't go to, let's say, um, church over the, like, why am I losing my words? No, you're Um, good. You're good. Let me just calm down a little bit. Um, but like there were certain things that we didn't do that other families did. Okay. For for instance. Um, but I always knew who the Lord was. I always knew his importance and his impact. And I always knew it was important to believe in him and to follow that lifestyle. And that's the lifestyle that I wanted and the lifestyle I saw in others. Like when I would see people in like small groups or going to church camp over the summer, like I wanted that. Like I saw it. I gravitated toward it. It's something that I didn't have myself growing up, but it's something I knew I wanted. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Yes. So. You gravitated towards the light of others. And this is where scripture says, um, oh, let me think. Where is this at? It'll come to me in a second, but I'm I'm, I'm going to paraphrase it. So it says, um, no one puts a lamp under, um, under a bed, under a basket, right? And what, what happens when we do that? is others can't see the light, right? And so shout out to those that have no idea. This is where like, man, we, any, everything that we do matters. Yeah. People that you probably can't even name are walking their faith journey. You see their light 
and you're like, I want that. And so if you are a follower of Jesus, my prayer is that you're encouraged in your walk and in your journey to know that you may not have direct connection and you might not be discipling an individual, but there's other people that can see your light. All right. That's good. And I definitely can name them because it's like a vivid memory. Okay, let's go. Hey, give them a, give them a. Oh my goodness. This is probably. (laughs) You ain't got to name all of them. This may be like one or two. No, no. Yeah, just one. Um, So I go to Crossroads, love Crossroads. But when I was like little, um, maybe like intermediate school, there's this girl named Jade. She's one of my good friends to this day. Um, But I would always see her like just like doing her thing. She was like very connected to the church. Her family was. And I was like. So was Jade the same age? Yeah, Jade's in my age. (sighs) Friends. (laughs) We're not going to go down this. uh, Mike, but we're going to talk about (laughs) friends. So let's go, Jade. Shout out, Jade. Let's go. And then my best friend, Isabella, Bella, you know her, FCA, Cortez. She was also on um, our little leadership. Isabella? Yep. Okay. But just like even having friends that had such strong faiths and like even her family, it's like I loved seeing that. I loved seeing her like post every summer of her going to church camp. And I was like, dang, like (laughs) I I wish that was me. Or it's like that's something I want to be a part of eventually one day something like that Mm. but it's like definitely the people around me influencer mentors my mimi my mama they're just like it just slowly kind of built up um yeah just like the people around me for sure had a big part to play in my relationship so around what grade do you remember when it and you were like okay this is this is the shift i know you were going to both catholic and um crossroads at the same time do you kind of remember that moment like okay yeah i I want to be a follower of Jesus. Oh, I feel like I knew that early. You knew that? Okay. Yeah. Um, Because even though I wasn't, didn't have the opportunity, because you can't really do much when you're young. um, But like, there'd be sometimes, like when I was like really on fire, I'd be like, oh, let me go watch sermons on YouTube. Uh, Let me go look at a Bible plan. Um, I remember I was like, there's this one plan where you could read the Bible in a year Mm -hmm. and it was like connected to this podcast. And I was like, Oh, I'm going to do that. And so I did. And then during, (laughs) how old were you then? Oh, that might've been like eighth grade, really. Eighth grade. Yeah. Wow. So. (laughs) That, Hey, if you're in eighth grade or you're in seventh grade, you're not too young. To do a to read the Bible in a year, that is encouraging, mm-hmm. because a lot that are, that were probably that are your that that are in eighth grade or were your peers, I would imagine they think, oh man, I got to wait until like I become an adult to read the Bible in a year, or and no, you were like no. I'm locking in. Let's go. I do want to say it took me longer than a year because once you miss one day, it'd be like a downward spiral. But, but, that, but, that, don't, finish. but that don't matter, though. Yeah. Mm. And so there were always like little things I tried to do, like Bible plans. Ooh, the journal I have right now, I don't even know when I did this. But like I used to, <laughs> this is from so long ago. I used to read um, things in portions and do the soap method. 
of like yes <laughs> hey let's like talk about this real quick oh this is beautiful <laughs> that soap method yo so you got the scripture mm-hmm. then you got the observation yep application application and prayer <laughs> and prayer so when did you start doing this i don't even know i wish i usually when i do stuff like that i put the years on them but then after that that might have been maybe covid period because which you would have been in what grade then that's freshman year wow this is <laughs> i did not know this yeah <laughs> so i just find other avenues to like build my faith um, hold on real quick hey if you were freshman and you look if y'all out there crossroads tk well like whatever church you in, what whatever church you're in I'm gonna need you to go and get some soap. <laughs> go and get some soap, okay? I need I need you to get on the soap method. Um, and I, yes, reach out to Miss Sydney and she can help you as well. All right, I'm sorry, let me no, stop. <laughs> but yeah, so I knew like, hmm, let's see. The first time they talked about being saved, I was like, oh me, <laughs> like let it. <laughs> Uh, I'm me next. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> but yeah, like, I just, I knew I wanted it, so I'd find other ways of achieving it. Obviously, your relationship is not purely the church, but there's a big benefit in having Come a on. church family Come on. or being a part of a church. Come on. So, obviously, you got to start somewhere. So, that was my start for me. In Let's go. Let's go. Let's love. Hey, and yes, you are 100%. Um, Sunday in church ain't enough. You got to have community. Yeah. So that's where you got small groups. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you have, you have things like mm, community groups that are connected through the church. And then there's community groups you can have outside of the church, maybe on campus, something maybe by the name of Fellowship of Christian Athletes. <laughs> so you have resources like that. Yeah. Um, when did you get involved with FCA? Like, like how did that even happen? Okay. So uh, FCA came my junior year of high school. Which is? Uh, 2021. 20, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Um, and I'm pretty sure, I'm actually, I'm, I'm pretty certain that there was FCA at other high schools in the district Starting yeah. there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we had a few. Okay. We had a few. Yep. But this was the first year. It was at Lake Ridge. And so. Well, it was the first year. Let me think. Because we talked about this the other day. Because it, it was going on, but COVID, it, it, was it that COVID that stopped it that we talked about, Catherine? So Catherine used to go to Lake Ridge, but when Coach Allen was there, it was in his classroom oh. at 1030. And it used to be like. Okay, so, so it, yeah, it started. It started before that. It was like 2017, but COVID ended it, and then it started back up in 2021. Okay. So yeah. Well, I yeah. didn't even hear about it before my junior year then. Okay. Um, but I was playing soccer at the time, and so a few of my friends. Actually, I knew a couple of the officers and the people in FCA at the time. Mm -hmm. But one of my friends was like, "Hey, we should go to FCA because they were like reaching out to like get more people, obviously." Um, and we were like, okay, that's like, okay, cool. I'll go. Um, so we went to one of the morning meetings, I believe. And then it was just, I was like, oh, I kind of like this. I was like, oh, it's cool. Um, 
I like the aspect of the, um, it was student-led, obviously. So being able to, like, hear from people your age, it, ma- it makes a difference. It right. really does. Hearing from older and wiser people is obviously good because you get different things from different people. But seeing that, I was like, oh, I like this a lot. So we would go frequently, started going weekly. I think, did we have advisory at the time? I knew we had the morning ones, and I would go to those, but I don't. So the morning one didn't, yeah, it, it, it didn't start until, until, until let me think, let me think through this. I think the semester after. It might have, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it did. You're yeah. correct. Yeah. Okay, so then we would go to those. Um, it was a pretty big Good group. I yeah, y'all say. were averaging 90. I think y'all maxed at 98, yeah. something like that. Especially during the advisory meetings. I know the coaches would uh, make their football players go to FCA. So it was literally just a whole auditorium of boys. And then me and my friend probably like the only couple girls that are there. But I was like, eh, I'm here. But it changed, though. It changed yeah, over it time. It, it changed over time. Um, so it was at the end of my junior year. And it was actually weird because I would say junior year was probably my worst year. But then there's FCA, which is, like, one of the best things that happened to me. So it was, like, contra- like highs and lows of that year. But at the end of my junior year is when they were finding new people to replace the um, officers. Because mm-hmm. all our officers at the time were seniors, and they were graduating, obviously. And so I was asked if I wanted to be an officer. And I was like, oh, like, of, like of course, like, I'm more than willing to do this but uh, it was also like I don't know if I'm ready for this or qualified enough because someone like Monty he can like bang out scripture by scripture (laughs) he can praise he can worship and it was like well I can't do that (laughs) and so it was like I don't know if I'm like qualified for this position but obviously God's going to put you there for a reason so I felt like if he gave me this opportunity in the first place then let me take it and see what happens. Come on. See what finds out. Um, and then after that, you wanted us to um, to grow in our <laughs> to grow in our like leadership to be able to lead for the next year. So you recommended for us to go to FCA camp. Mm-hmm. So that was um, that summer was the first year I went to FCA camp, and I had a blast. Like that was. One of the most life-changing and key components of my testimony and of my life and of my life through Christ, because we had a group of 19 senior girls, and our um, huddle leader, her name was Sydney, and she just poured into us and we poured into her, and we would just talk for hours. I mean, I guess that's what you get with a group of 19 girls, but it was just one of those moments and one of those experiences that you just can't get, like, anywhere else. So... Before we go back to that, I want to take one step back and um, kind of connect on the the um, what do you call it? I, I guess more of the challenge yeah. um, that I gave you all, and that is to grow yourself so that you can grow other Others. people. Yes. All right. Um, the other piece that you mentioned is that you didn't know if you were qualified. And we know that God calls, right? Yeah. He, he calls you. He, he doesn't call the qualified. He, he qualifies the call. Mm-hmm. Um, but it requires our participation and our obedience. Yes. And so it's awesome to be on this side to be able to see what God has done through your life because of your participation and obedience. 
And I'm glad to hear that there was a pivotal moment that happened with this other Sydney, Sydney number two, <laughs> Sydney um, at FCA camp. So when you, you you said it is a piece of your testimony, like I don't know if I know this part. So so share. Like when you say it was, it's a it's a vital piece of your testimony. What happened? A lot happened. Um, tears were shed. Uh, hugs, cries. Um, just hearing like other people's stories and other people's other people's testimonies, it really like made me think about my life and like what I was doing and be like, I don't know why you worry so much about that. That isn't like the fraction of what these people are going through mm. or stuff like that. So while you get to hear all these stories, you get to reflect and reevaluate what you're doing in your life to make the changes you need to make. Wow. Yeah. Was there anything in particular that you were just like, okay, this is this right here is something I'll never forget. If you can share it, you might not have permission to share it, but, yeah, you know. Um, um, we went really deep. I, like, will give us that. And they just have, like, life-altering stories that I, I don't think I can share. If But just know it was, like, that big of a thing to make it, such an impact on somebody. So that, so at camp, you was allowed, you were given this opportunity, given an opportunity to go deeper that you hadn't been able to experience oh, yeah. outside of camp. Yeah. So for those that are watching, camp, FCA camp over at Hardin Simmons, um, it's usually last week of June, first week of July, somewhere in that yeah. ballpark. It just depends on the year. Um, but we spend a week out there. We take a group of students from all over Texas. Um, we roll in. I usually take 15, 20, I don't know, um, whoever wants to go, down to Hardin Simmons in the summer. And it is spiritual boot camp, yep. along with some competition. All right, we get to have fun. Um, but you're, oh man, yeah. <laughs> Why did I say that? I didn't even think about that. So, but the cool part is like y'all start in the morning. Yep. I say y'all, y'all. They start. They start there in the morning. Um, I'm usually doing my devotional, but I get the. I, this is the cool part. So I'm looking out my window, and y'all are on the front lawn. Yes. Um, early. Like 6 a.m.? 6 a.m. They go out at 6 a.m. They do a little kind of, not a workout. It's like wake up. Yeah. Just yeah. Kind of wake the body up. And then they break off into groups and spread out to have their own devotional time for like an hour. Yes. Quiet time. Love After that. being up until like 12, 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Having gospel conversations. So, like, this is... Talk about preparation for college. Talk about preparation for whether you're going from one grade to another, seventh to eighth, eighth to ninth. Like the summer, there's opportunities to do a lot of stupid stuff. Right? Right. Here's an opportunity to go somewhere to get poured into so that when you walk on campus at a high school or middle school where it's very dark, there's a lot of brokenness. You're now equipped to go out and fight the good fight. Yes. How would you say that camp helped you going into your last year? Mm -hmm. And how would you say camp has helped you now going into UT, which I want to kind of talk about where you're at at UT in your journey with Jesus and how, I mean, such a large campus, so many people, yeah. um, just maybe even how was orientation and trying to find new friend groups, but how, how did FCA camp benefit you or 
play an integral part in your spiritual journey, preparing you for your last year of high school, but then also for your first year of college? Yeah. Um, so obviously, after FCA camp, we not only had like um, chapel or whatnot, but we also had leadership 101 and things like that, how to lead a huddle, what to do, what to bring. So obviously that was a big part in being able to lead the huddles at Lake Ridge when I got back. So I felt like I, ha I had a good understanding of what to expect, what to do, how to um, orchestrate my sermons or what I was going to say that day to like be able to present it in a short time, bring the snacks, bring the fellowship, bring the games. So they really laid out all the pieces and components to be able to like lead in the morning. And obviously I got to help other people do that too. Like all, all the leaders didn't go to – actually, I don't remember who went to FCA camp that year. But I know – Talking about the first year you went? Uh, yeah. But I'm not yeah, sure all the – a lot. Yeah. All the leaders went. But I feel like me being an example helped them with their time that they needed to okay. lead for the week. So um, I think that really helped. And then just being able to do other things that's – whatever – I don't – whatever we had a lot of FCA events. But just being able to, like – build off of that like sharing my testimony at the fca dinner i don't think i could have done that if not for fca camp where i already had the time to like spill out everything to like right. other people because that probably would have been the first time so the dinner probably would have been the second time in front of a big group of people so there's just little things that had helped out throughout the way and then we also that same summer ken was doing oh you were just at a different high school but ken was doing the um summer workouts mm -hmm. so i would help out with that too. you had to throw that in there huh yeah yeah yeah. you, you was at another high school hey, man, i can't be in two places at one time <laughs> i'm just, I'm yeah. just recalling yeah um, yeah just recalling Call, <laughs> just be calling me out <laughs> you were doing your thing whoa hold on i was at let's just be specific <laughs> specific uh, three words um i was at mansfield high school doing yes. the same thing yes. that doesn't mean i don't yeah I was doing my own thing. I was doing the Jesus thing. Jesus, period. <laughs> I'm just playing. Go ahead. Um, but, yeah, there were just different things throughout the year, and we just kept kind of building on what was being made. Um, bigger groups, bigger fellowships, bigger worship sessions. Um, and I feel like that all kind of sprouted from that summer. But the year after that, the next summer, I was actually signed up to be a camper again, <laughs> But uh, there were a shortage on uh, huddle leaders. So me and Sav, Savannah. Um, Savvy Stew in the building. <laughs> hey, we're going to get her on during, during uh, Christmas time. Love that. Talk about her. You, you know about her uh, miracle her, story? Yes. <sighs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Savvy Stew. Hey, I'm, I'm proud of my group because you, Monty, Savannah. I mean, Good we just group. had, like, we here. I'm grateful for y'all's bond because y'all still are connected. Yeah. Um, but man, y'all. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Um, oh, I guess that's important to mention. Um, I actually met Savannah because we were in the same huddle group. So we were both campers. And now this, well, this last past year, this past summer, we were both huddle leaders. So obviously that was a big change, a big adjustment. Because now I had eight middle school girls, four seventh graders, and four eighth graders. So first of all, I have two different age groups. But then it's like, oh, now I'm leading? I was just a camper last year. So it's definitely an adjustment. I 
once again was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm getting myself into. Because it was really last minute, like right. a couple weeks before we were supposed to go to camp. Mm. Um, so I was like, okay, let me get all the things I need to hopefully pour into these girls. Right. Um, and I felt like at the beginning I was like, oh, because I was con- kind of comparing my experiences. I was like, dang, I had a such good experience as a camper and I want to give that to these girls because I know how powerful FCA camp can be but they're also middle school girls <laughs> that maybe either have gone through a lot or haven't gone through much at all um, and are definitely at the beginning or foundation steps of their relationship with Christ to really understand what it means to have a relationship um, so it was definitely an adjustment um, especially on like two hours of sleep because we had to make sure they went to bed, and then we were up before them. And um, But in the end, I think it, it all happened for a reason and how it was supposed to happen. I definitely poured into these girls, and they taught me more about myself than I thought I was going to get out of it. And I felt like it was just an amazing experience to watch them grow as people and to learn their character and learn what's unique about them and to see where they were at. Like, I still have... That's what I was showing you earlier. I have so much stuff in this. But I made them all write notes of some things they wanted to take away Mm. or take home with them. Let's see. One of them said, I want to read my Bible more, and I learned that no matter what you do, God still loves you. Come on. And And this is eighth grade. Yes. Okay. Um, They said, my friendship with God... Something they want to improve on, I guess. My friendship with God and needing to work on it. And then they really liked and connected to Sarah's testimony. So I just made sure in our, like, nightly conversations, we talked about some of the deeper things that I really wanted to see where their mind was at and, like, what they were actually thinking. Because I know it's not always easy to understand the Bible or to understand what is, like, being said. So I made sure to break down... Like, almost every single word. We spent a lot of time doing that. Because I would read a scripture, and they're like, I don't know what that means. So we would do a lot of that. Come on. Yes. <laughs> because I just wanted to make sure they understood more than anything. Let me, let me read this real quick. This just came to mind. So this is Acts 4, if you want to turn there. I do. So Acts 3, Peter and John, they, um, they're walking into the, uh, the temple they get a beautiful right and so they see this dude dude's been laid there for like 40 years um and he's looking for some change um the guy looks at them they look back at him and he's healed they walk into the temple um he's leaping um praising god people see them they're in amazement like man who are these people that did this and da, da, da. And so um at acts four let me let me come where are we at 13 okay it says the members of the council were amazed when they saw the boldness of Peter and John. Uh, Cause Peter and John basically was just telling these guys like, look, this ain't, this ain't us. This glory goes to God mm-hmm. is why you see this man doing this. So they're correcting them. Like, yo, this ain't about us. It's about God pointing back to him. Right. Pointing back to Jesus. So it says uh, the members of the council were amazed when they saw the boldness of Peter and John. For they could see that they were ordinary men with no special training in the scriptures. They also recognized them as men who had been with Jesus. 
you walked into FCA camp thinking you were going to be a camper. Yes. But the council was like, you've been with Jesus. Mm -hmm. So we need you to now be one who leads others so that they can know who Jesus is. Yes. And so um, I love that your boldness the year before leaving camp put you in a position of leadership on your campus that allowed, like, these people that chose to ask you to step into that, they didn't know what you were doing. Think about that. The spirit moved through them to ask you and say, hey, will you step into this leadership role with no special training? Yeah. Because God can use the ordinary to do extraordinary things. Amen. Come on. That's good. So let's let's fast forward. Um, not fast forward. Let, let's I'm curious. You're a UT. I mean, how, how many hook them? I'm sorry. I'm gonna keep saying it. I'm like, I, I get excited about the UT, man. <laughs> Um, so down here, here we go down in Austin, Texas, what they, they have a saying, uh, keep, what is it? Keep it weird. Keep, keep Austin, keep weird. Austin weird, right? Keep Austin weird down there hooking them, hooking, hooking them horns. Um, love me some, some UT, man. I don't, man, I didn't go there, but a lot of, a lot of connections to UT, um, a lot of deep connections. Um, I'm just going to leave it at that. But <laughs> um, big campus. Huge. There's a lot going on there. Every day. There's a lot of expectation. When you say, yeah, I go to the University of Texas at Austin. <laughs> people are just like, oh, my God. What? Oh, you must be brilliant. <laughs> are you going to build spaceships? <laughs> you know? Um, or they, you run track? Oh, you look like a track runner, right? Um, there's, there's just this perspective that people have of yeah. those that attend the University of Austin, there Texas at Austin. Um, but you're Sydney Lewis, and you walk onto this campus, and you come from Lake Ridge High School. It's 2,000 students to 200,000, not, not 200,000, yeah. but <laughs> probably, like 30, like probably like 30 or 40,000, yeah. something like that. Something like that. That's a drastic change. In an area where everybody ain't running around with a Bible. Oh, no. Like, I mean, you got some interesting things down there. How to does. Huh? To yeah, yeah, yeah. Least. We're going to keep it that way. We, can, we ain't going yeah, to. Yeah, we ain't going to say any more. <laughs> We're going to say the least. Yeah. Um, how does one who's walking with Jesus sustain your faith? Share your faith in an environment like that. Like I would imagine just even going through orientation, like there, tell us how this process has been. And, and like, and then I want to, I want to ask as we transition from that, I'll ask just to kind of give you a, an idea where I want to go. How do you, how do you maintain that? How do you sustain it? Yeah. And what is some wisdom we can give those that are getting ready to graduate high school, going to any college. Uh, but, but first tell us, How's it been? How's that process been? Um, I wouldn't say it's easy. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's difficult or like, 
unattainable, okay. but it's not the easiest thing to do, as expected. Um, but I'm pretty sure orientation might have been, like, the week before FCA camp. Like, or it was either the week before or week after, but they were back-to-back. But even just orientation, you're at one out of probably, like, eight orientations. So, obviously, you're only meeting a fraction of the people of the freshman class on campus. But I'd say it's just discernment. Like, Mm. you just sort of kind of got to bob and weave and, like, feel people out. How you were kind of talking about, like, sometimes when I met somebody, I was like, oh, I already know right away. (laughs) Well, other people, you kind of got to feel the environment out. There's, like, a couple of people Mm. I met, a couple groups where it's like, oh, you're cool. Like, you're, (laughs) you're chill to hang out with. They're fun to be around, but I know this isn't, like, someone or group I want to be around all the time. Mm. Or it's like, I'll hang out with y'all in the daytime, but y'all won't see me at night. (laughs) Say. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) But it's just, like. Let's go. It's some, the things people say, the actions they do. Or you can, even with our day and age, you could probably go to someone's Instagram and tell who they are, like, just as fast. So if I hear you correctly, um, using this discernment on what you hear and what you see from their tree. So this is what Jesus tells us, Luke. We're gonna go, Luke. We're gonna jump into this, Luke six. So as you were saying that, I'm like, all right, let's let's go to scripture because I want to make sure yes. that the people know that this thing will change your life. Uh, Luke 6, 43. We in Luke 6, 43. Y'all there? All right. If you're there, say I'm there. I'm there. I'm there. You where? I'm there. Here we go. A good tree can't produce bad fruit. Why? Because bad fruit make it gassy. Uh, a good tree. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's not, that's not in the book. All right. Don't come after me. Please don't come after me. It's not in the book. It was a joke. A good... <laughs> Oh, a good tree can't produce bad fruit. And a bad tree can't produce good fruit. It's in the book. A tree is identified by its fruit. Looking at social media, looking at watching them from a distance on campus. (laughs) Listening. Mm. It says figs are never gathered from thorn bushes and grapes are not picked from bramble bushes. A good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart and an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. What you say flows from what is in your heart. Flows. Not flow once. Flows. So, here you are at orientation, and you like, oh, when the sun up, we can kick it <laughs> for a little bit. When that sun down, mm-mm, no thank you. Mm-mm, listen, Linda, listen, Linda, listen. We ain't going to do that. Yeah. Um, but what you're not saying, just to make sure that people don't get it misunderstood, is you're not judging. Oh, no. And you're not saying that, hey, um, um, I'm better than you. You're just saying like, hey, like your fruit around my fruit, we just we just can't do that. Like my tree can't be in proximity of your tree 
when it comes to growing. Yeah. Now, our trees can be in the same atmosphere to learn. So we're at the same university. But based on the season of life that I'm in, I have to be very careful where my roots are planted. And so, um, ah, that's so good. That's so good. So you're, you're, you're at orientation and, and you encounter um, some scenarios where you're like, okay, based on the inspection of that fruit, I can't be in consistent and close proximity of those trees. Not that they're bad trees. It's just that the fruit that they produce is people. not the fruit that they produce is not on my diet. That's good. That's wise. Yeah. And as much as some people don't believe it, the people you surround yourself with is the people you're like. It's the person you're gonna become. Mm. You, say it, no, say it again yeah. and say it slow. Said name. Say it again. The people you surround yourself with is gonna change who you become as a person. Mm. See, people say that's an old saying. It's a now saying. It, it is. Like you, you show me somebody. That is hanging around a bank robber every day. <laughs> and the bank robbers. Walking away with. 20 G's every day. And you with this person all day long. And you telling me you ain't going to be thinking like, man, I'm trying to get me some snacks. Who you sit around yourself with? Yeah. That's good. So you've made, you made some adjustments early on. Mm-hmm. Um, how are you, what are you doing right now as a student? Not right now because you don't break, but yeah. when you're there on campus, what are the things that you're doing to allow you to continue to faint flame your fire for Jesus. Because again, you're on a campus with a lot of people with a lot going on with a lot of things offered to you. Yes. And I'm sure you got dudes coming at you and you know, like, Hey, so don't, it, it, it happens, right? Like, so does going to college and being a Christian just mean that guys don't, they, they, they don't come at you. I mean, I mean <laughs> Oh no, she's a Christian. I'm not going to mess with her. No, yeah, people I mean, are going to do what they want. They're going to do what they want to do. But I just feel like if there's one thing I learned from high school, it's to keep your circle small and surround yourself with good people. So one of the first things, well, we made sure of it, um, but it was to find FCA on campus. <laughs> uh, like, obviously, it was a little harder. You had to email some people. I had to dig around. But we ended up finding um, the Longhorn FCA. Shout out to them. Hook them. <laughs> Hook em. What's her name? Uh, Give her a shout out. Uh, Ashley. Yeah. Ashley. And Hook them. Our FCA directors. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that's what we, you know, that, that. So you, you decided, hey, let me find my circle. Let me find my, I'm going to somewhere else. And then you get connected to Ashley and who else? Randy. Randy, you get connected on campus. Mm-hmm. Now you have your community. Yeah. And they've been integral in helping you on your faith journey while being there. Um, if you had some advice outside of finding a community for those that are getting ready to graduate here in what, five months, six months, and they're going off to college, um, they might not have an FCA on campus. Yeah. Um, but man, there are so many organizations. Oh, 
Hundreds. Like on every campus, I guarantee you, you can find an organization that is faith-based um, with followers of Jesus that want to help you in your faith journey. Um, but what are some things you think that would be good for those that are graduating high school? Mm-hmm. Um, actually, let's, let's, let's go back. I don't want to rush too far ahead, but what do you think needs to be done with those that are getting ready to, um, that are in high school, mm-hmm. right? Um, and maybe they have a few more years left and, they're, and they're, they, they're, they're struggling. They're like, man, I'm just trying to like, finding friends is hard for me. I don't have any friends. Um, or they want to, they need Jesus. They, they want that, but they can't find it. So we got those that are still in high school, those that are graduating high school, getting ready to go to college, and then those that are in college right now. Yeah. Like, what's some wisdom? Yeah. Well, like you've been spitting and stating, community is big. You heard that? She said I was spitting. So I'm talking <laughs> about it. I'm just playing. <laughs> um, yeah, com- like my church community and FCA, those are two big, big groups and big, like, different people but still have the same impact on my life because with them you kind of just like are building your circle slowly and even um now I would say I have two really good best friends at college okay one's my roommate so she can't get rid of me and (laughs) another (laughs) she's like on the same floor but it's like you don't need a big group of people to like be fulfilled or be like Happiness is temporary, but to find joy, first you need a foundation. And even going into college, I feel like a lot of people that are in college right now don't, some people don't have this, but it's a strong sense of self. Like, if you aren't confident in yourself, that's how you're easily tempted to do this, that, and the third easily. Mm. Like, so easy to follow other people. Because if you're not confident in yourself, who you are as a person, who you are, like, like, as the Lord tells us who we are, what we're meant to do through this Bible, if you don't have that, that's how you get strayed easily. Oh. It's not as simple as that, but it's as simple as that. It's as simple as that. <laughs> it's as simple as that. It's a dead giveaway. Y'all might be too young for that, but it was. <laughs> <laughs> so for those in high school, those in college, that applies. So. Knowing my identity in Christ will keep me from looking to others to fulfill areas in my life. Yeah. Oh, that was a bar. Mm-hmm. Um, hold on. Let's see. <laughs> knowing who I am, knowing my identity in Christ will keep me from trying to get fulfilled. What did I say? See, I, I got to start <laughs> writing this stuff down. Um, I'm going to have to go back to the, to the tape. Huh? Yeah, we're going. I'm about to write that down. But that was that was a bar. I'm about to go and watch this and listen to it. Yeah, that was good. Um, so yeah, so just knowing who we are and our identity in Christ will keep us from just trying to be fulfilled by others in life, right? Yes. Something like that. Yeah. Um, if I'm going, if I'm graduating, man, I, at orientation, help me. Like, what what do I need to? Because you you mentioned, man, just ex- observing and inspecting the tree and one's fruit during orientation couple days yep. um allows you to not find yourself oh 
I'm gonna go here real quick. So there's a, there's one of my coaches, Darius, Doctor, excuse me, Doctor, Doctor Darius Daniels, and that's with an H, in that in that Darius. Um, he he put out this book called Relational Intelligence, and he talks about four categories. Um, you have the friend category, the associate, the advisor. Um, why did I just draw a blank? Assignment, and so a lot of times associates find their ways into our friend category because we have common interests. Just because we just because we go to the same college doesn't mean we're supposed to be friends. Yeah. But just because and, and just because there is something that is interesting about you does not mean that I am interested in you. Ain't that interesting. Um, and so what happens is you go to orientation, you're like, girl, I love that purse. Girl, them lashes on, they, you know, them glass, them lashes bussing. Oh, bussing. That's different, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, so, so we, we find this interest, right? And then all of a sudden we besties. That, that's how orientation like, is. Like how you were bestie and you just met this person five, five seconds ago. What happened to the bestie back home? You didn't fire bestie back home? I think Martha gonna be mad. <laughs> Somebody will get that. Martha and Mary. They, they didn't have the same priorities. Yeah. One was focused on Jesus. The other was focused on cleaning up the kitchen. So, you find yourself... Why do I keep going back to this voice? What is going on? <laughs> uh, so you find yourself at orientation and you're like, man, like, I guess, like we have the same interests and in things on campus. Yeah. But that's just an associate. That's not a friend. Yep. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, what would you say to, to the, the first year or getting ready to go into their first year college student that is fairly new in their faith, mm -hmm. or they're like, man, I really want to carry what I have built over this last year, and they're at orientation. Yeah. Like, kind of help us. Just, just plant some seeds out there for them, for them to be able to walk away with. Um, well, orientation is all about learning the campus, exploring, finding new people. So don't, like limit yourself in any means just know that that isn't the end-all be-all because there's still thousands of people you haven't met thousands of organizations that just didn't happen to be on campus that week um and just like prayer talking to god asking what you want to do before you make a decision it's like little things like that that you can like keep the spirit well the spirit's always with you but to remind yourself who i am mm. who i am in my faith and just like little things like, okay, that's good to point out. I'll remember that for next time. Or it's just like the little things that you just have to keep in mind when you're like going throughout such a big change. Because obviously I don't like change whatsoever. <laughs> oh, that's what I, I have something. Oh, okay. She don't like it's change whatsoever. <laughs> but in one of my recent um, Bible plans that I did, it says to step towards your 
To step towards your destiny, you may have to step away from your security. Ooh, say that again. To step toward your destiny, you may have to step away from your security. Okay, we got to go back to the Bible one more time. <laughs> I just saw my man. I'm not going. I know. I, I'm not. I'm not going to the guy David. I'm not going to do David. People be get. I be wearing people out with with David's <laughs> life. So I'm gonna go to my second favorite guy, Joseph. In order to step, in order to get to your destiny, you have to step away from your security. security. My man Joseph has a dream. I can tell you what it feels like to have a dream and, and be, be afraid to tell people about your dreams because mm -hmm. they're going to think something wrong with you, right? So he shares his dreams with his brother. And when you share things that God gives you, there's a space of vulnerability And through our Lord and Savior, thank you, Lord, that our vulnerability is actually not a bad thing. It's a superpower. And our vulnerability can be a vehicle for our victory. Yes. Joseph shares his dream with his brothers. He's thrown in the pit, which most would say, man, this is terrible. But all it was was a season of transition while his dream was in development. What his brothers didn't know is they were throwing away their future. And our responsibility is our responsibility. Others' responsibility is not our responsibility. Yeah. Say that again for those. Our responsibility is our responsibility. Joseph responded to God by speaking his dreams into existence. His brother's respond ability was flesh led and they threw him in the pit, not knowing they were potentially throwing away future blessings. That's why it's pivotal that we know who we are in Christ. Because not everybody's going to be able to handle our dreams. Yeah. And so... Yes, we have this, it's not an obligation, it's a responsibility that we know who we are and whose we are. Yes. Because if you show me, you, you show me somebody who doesn't know where they, who they are, I'll show you somebody that not know where they're going. All day long. And you mentioned going on campus or whatever, wherever you're at, even when, when young adults, older adults, all of us, when we go and find new jobs, Tell me why, why people walk away from the faith when they go and start a new job and now they're outside in the back smoking Newports with Billy. Y'all done seen James? Yeah, he back there with Billy smoking them uh, cigars, smoking them Newports, them pots. But he used to be a, a, a deacon. Now he back there smoking and led to drinking and the drinking and led to cheating and the cheating and led to leaving and the leaving and led to bleeding and the you know all the things it starts with one compromise and that's not knowing who you are in christ yeah and it just leads to one thing after another after another after another a downward spiral that's it man it's it oh, sydney this has been a blessing are you gonna read something i feel like you you, you... Oh, okay 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 i, I don't know if he's gonna share something so um you know, I, I think we can land this plane. This this was 
Such an awesome time. I'd love to have you back with some of the other group, uh, some of the rest of the group from FCA camp and just kind of unpack a little bit more um, just what Guy was doing there at Hart and Siemens. Um, but, man, this has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you of course. For, for hopping on, taking time out of your week. you here visiting family, just come and hang out with me and helping us to keep a kingdom. Um, remember here at uh, Keeping the Kingdom, it's not just a saying, it is a lifestyle. Look, hey, if you're not following, um, following us, social media, man, go follow, go share, go um, just spread this. If you feel like this will be impactful for someone's life, um, we would love it if you would just go and share the clips, share the videos, um, bless others, because we are called to be a blessing to others. And so thank you again, Sydney. Um, until next time. Uh, until next time. Until next time. Keep it kingdom. We love you. We'll see you soon. Peace.